Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week's show is a solo episode with myself and I'm going to be talking about three steps on how you can become more successful with the emphasis really on the you part because I want to speak about this in quite a bit of detail because quite often if you look at people who are absolutely killing it out in the world of business, um, quite often you'll hear them say, I'm not special, I'm no different to you. Um, And I actually want to speak about that on a bit more of a deeper level because principally they are no different to to, um, any of us. Uh, principally your products that you sell or the business that you do is no different to anybody else. We're all pretty similar in a lot of ways, but the real difference is you as in how you think, how you act and how you feel. So when you hear someone say like, I am no different to you, they really are not on some levels, but are on other levels. And it's the other levels that I want to talk about because I really want you to tap into your unique selling point to understand that you are accountable for your success and that if you want to make changes the changes have to come from you and primarily those changes start with how you think and so yes as you know this is going to be very mindset orientated but bear with me because this is really going to help you to to become more successful to understand who you are to understand the part that you are playing in your success, but also the part that you're playing in your frustrations and in the, in the parts that aren't going quite so well. Some behaviors that perhaps you need to change, um, old habits you need to break in order for you to just push yourself to that next level. Because ultimately, where you are right now is, a re- is as a result of everything that you think, feel, and, and do. Uh, it's not, anyone else's fault it's not because of targets it's not because you didn't get this job it's not because someone else didn't believe in you it's simply down to the fact that you are where you are based on how you think feel and act and so I really want that to be at the forefront of your mind as I walk you through these steps um, today because if you can start to um, follow these steps you will make massive changes there will be big shifts and you will notice success coming from various different angles, opportunities opening up, you changing your mindset, seeing things with clearer eyes, coming up with better solutions, understanding who you are, working more productively, being more focused, having more clarity, all of that amazing stuff will come from these three steps. And so I'm gonna start without further ado, rather than milking it and going on and on. So the first one is about understanding you. So what makes you different from your colleagues, from your peers, from your boss, from your friends, from your family? It's so important for you to take the time to really tap into understanding who you are 
because it's your unique selling point that will make you stand out from the crowd that will give you different success to anybody else that will allow you to put your spin on things because ultimately we can all walk in the same direction we can all watch the same program we can all sell the same uh, products but the reality is nothing will ever be discussed or sold or viewed exactly the same as the next person because it simply can't i have different views different beliefs different experiences different perspectives than you do and so my interpretation of how to sell my product or how to work with a certain person or how to interact with people will be very different to you because i have a unique part i am not wired in the same way that you are and so in order for you to use that unique selling point to your advantage and to really use it to to pull on your success and to drive your productivity and to get optimal results consistently you've got to know what that looks like and so step one is about understanding you what makes you different from anybody else what makes you stand out from the crowd from your competition from your peers from your teammates whatever it may be from other people within the industry what is it what is your unique selling point what are your strengths equally what are your weaknesses who are you at your best i absolutely love this because quite often when we are at our best we're in flow we're totally trusting we don't second guess our choices our abilities we just do we act um instinctively and confidently and we go for it and each and every one of us whether it's for a small amount of time or a large amount of time will be in that state of flow but it's understanding where that comes from who are you at your best so for example i'm at my best primarily when i'm with my son because I never second guess anything. I trust in my intuition. I trust in my relationship with him. Um, and I know that we can just figure everything out. I've got clients who are at their best when they're cooking or when they're out hiking or when they're with friends and family. So when are you at your best? Because we need to understand when that is, but also <clears throat> what that looks like. How do you feel? I'm just another slurp of water. How do you feel? How do you think? How do you act when you're at your best? When you know this, it makes it transferable. It allows you to access it and to pull it into the areas where perhaps you aren't in your flow. And also it, it gives you the confidence and belief to know that you can do it because you're doing it already. So really think about who you are at your best, what that looks like, what that feels like and what you do. And then I want you to think about who you are under pressure again what does that look like how are you thinking what you what you're feeling how are you acting we need to understand both sides of the spectrum both ends of the spectrum at your best and when you're under pressure because if you know the signs of when you're under pressure you know what to look out for and you can then step in sooner rather than later to make sure that you're not going down that road of, of destruction or of lack or a victim but actually you can start to pull in you at your best to pull yourself back onto the right track so who are you when you're under pressure what does that feel like what triggers you to be under pressure is it um, time management is it lack of confidence is it not feeling good enough 
Is it comparing yourself to other people? Is it trying to be perfect all of the time? What causes you to just feel pressured and therefore foggy and therefore not thinking straight or not showing up as your best because you're distracted? How can you use your USP to your advantage? What, what can you do that no one else can do? that can be just simply your thing, the good thing, that will allow your, your customers, your peers, your colleagues to know you, to remember you. And when they think of you, they, they think of this unique selling point straight away. How can you use it to your advantage? These are questions that you probably got asked in interviews or um, in the past, but you've probably not really given it much thought since then. And it's so important just for your own self-worth and value to understand who you are because we change all the time. We change throughout the day based on what happens and the choices we make and our reactions to people or situation. And it's about understanding how to be fluid, to, to put on our strengths when we need to, to connect to our USP when we need to, to um, understand that when we're under pressure, why we're under pressure, to recognize the behaviors and the patterns that come with that and to manage it so it's a lot more flowing rather than up and down, up and down and all over the place. So really take the time because I guarantee this will make a massive difference. When you start to understand who you are as a person, then you really pull on your strengths. You avoid situations that make you triggered or you have backup plans and techniques in place so when you are triggered, you come out of it a lot, lot quicker than you previously have done before and everything's a lot more manageable. So step number two, know your limits. What is the but to your goals? When you think about your desires, your passions, whatever it may be, and you're speaking out loud to friends or colleagues or, you know, or family, and you're saying, you know, I'd really love to run my own business, but I'd really love to go for that job, but I'd really love to um, present at conference, but it's understanding what the but is behind that, because that is giving you information about things that are holding you back. It's giving you insights into your fears and it's allowing you to create change if you notice it. But all too often we let our butts slide and we just take it as, well, that's the norm and that's how I've always been. And I'd love to do that, but it's just not possible. I just haven't got time. I'd love to take on that project, but I don't have time. I'd love to do that, but I'm not very good at public speaking whatever it may be, they become our excuses, but they also become our triggers. So understand or be aware of what your butt is whenever you're speaking about challenges that you wanna take, opportunities that you wanna pursue, promotions that you wanna go for. What's the butt that sits in the middle of that? Because we can take that and we can rewrite it, but until we know it, we can't do anything about it. So spend some time over the next week, just listening out to the buts that you bring into the conversations. Start writing them down, start becoming more aware of how you're speaking, more aware of the, the boundaries that you're putting in place, more aware of the patterns that are, that are going on in your everyday life. And then be aware of how you act when you're challenged. So you might have one day of total flow, then the next day might be mirroring the same, but something's triggered you and you're just not in that state of, of flow and of confidence and of trusting. What's gone on? Being more aware. Awareness is absolutely key. And if we 
are more aware, then we can do stuff about it. If we bury our heads in the sand or just make excuses or pretend that that's just our normal way of being or that's what we've always been like, then nothing's going to change. And you're going to carry on experiencing the, the same obstacles, the same challenges, the same everything that you previously have before. But if you are ready for change and you want to be more successful and you want to feel good enough and you want to be deserving of that success and you want to be up on that stage celebrating because you know that you've worked hard and that you deserve it, then you've got to make changes. And these aren't just changes once. These are consistent changes that are in alignment with how you're feeling, how you're thinking and how you're acting on a daily basis. And so this information is absolutely imperative for you to know in order to manage that. So what are your patterns? How do you act when you're challenged? And what are the buts to your goals? Really understand your limits. Understand the limits that you're putting in front of you. Understand the limits that you have around you every single day, because we want to break through them. And the only way we can do that is by knowing what we're working with and what we need to change. So number three is one of my favorite sayings by the gorgeous Roger Federer, but staying the same is going backwards. When he was world number one, he was consistently looking at ways in which he could improve because he knew his competition were doing the same. And so he couldn't just rest on his laurels now that he'd reached world number one and expect to stay there. Equally, you know, if you have just got into, been promoted or you've just had a financial breakthrough or you've just reached a level where you feel really successful and really proud, what can you do con to continuously improve? Because by staying the same, nothing changes and you go backwards because the world around you, the competition, your peers, the industry, everything in the, that you live in, society, is changing each and every day. And you need to keep one step ahead of your competition in order to continuously be that number one person, that best version of yourself and the best you can be. So what changes can you make? And I'm going to talk you through, through four changes that you can make and that you can start to incorporate into your daily practice. And number one is drop the excuses, the buts. These are just fear-driven buts that come from experience in our past. Um, and it's our ego speaking, and it's very much keeping us safe and sound in our comfort zone, but it doesn't allow us to grow. And so what I want you to do is when you're thinking about the buts, or you're thinking about the excuses or you're coming up with a million and one excuses as to why you can't do something, challenge yourself and ask yourself whether, whether it's real. What evidence is there to support this right now in this moment? Not from the past, but right now in this moment. What evidence is there to support, support these, these excuses and these buts? And I can pretty much guarantee there will be very little evidence, if none at all. It's all just ego driven. And so what I want you to do is write down these excuses that you keep coming up with on a day to day basis. And I want you to reframe them and flip them. So on one side of the paper, write down the buts, the excuses, the, the patterns that come out of your mouth, how you're thinking, how you're feeling. And then I want you to totally contradict that and write how you want to be. So if it's, I never have time to do the things that I want, say time expands for me to, to do the things that I want. I'll, I'll never be as good as so-and-so. I'm successful in everything that I do. I, I don't feel good enough. People don't think I'm good enough. I'm valued and respected and I am enough. You know, change it, make it personal. 
don't make it generic, make it personal to how you are truly, truly feeling and acting and showing up in the world and how you really want to, to feel and the outcomes that you want. And then make a commitment to say these mantras every day, ideally out loud in front of a mirror so you can see yourself saying it and receiving it. But if you can't do that, or well, that's not you, then say it in your head. But just allow yourself that time and that space to commit to these mantras. Mantras are one of the easiest things to shift your mindset from feeling victim or lack or not good enough straight into feeling more powerful and more in control because our voice will determine how we think and how we feel and how we act. And so if we're telling ourselves that we are confident and we're successful in everything that we do, then we will naturally start to feel a lot more confident. And as a result, that will act a lot more confident. So drop the excuses. Adapt your thoughts to match your goals. Now, a lot of people will, will set goals. Some might stick to them, some might review them, but very few really kind of get into the nitty gritty of them. Um, and I want you to really start to think about who you need to be, what you need to do, what you need to have, and how you need to feel in order to match your, match your thoughts to these goals. So who do you need to be? Do you need to be more present? Do you need to be more focused? Do you need to be kinder to yourself? Do you need to be less critical? Do you need to be less judgmental? Do you need to be more confident? What do you need to do to allow your thoughts to match your goals? What actions do you need to take? How do you, need, how do you want to feel? And what do you need to have in place? What support do you need to have in place? Like, do you need to have more time for yourself? Do you need to have more nights off? Do you need to have um, more support around you? If so, what is that support? Who can you connect with? All of that sort of stuff. When you understand who you need to be, do, have, feel, it allows you to adapt your thoughts to match your goals so much easier because you're really clear on what that looks like for you. And you're basing all this information on your strengths, on your USP, who you are at your best, who you are when you're under pressure. So you're taking all of this information and then creating an amazing guideline that you can then work to. Because if you are then challenged with your goals or you feel that you're becoming vulnerable or you're going off piece, you just refer back to the be, do, have, feel. Is this in alignment with how I want to be? Is this in alignment with what I need to do? Is this in alignment with how I want to feel? If it is, continue. And if it's not, then it's time to just park it because it's not serving you in the way that you want it to. So number three, make your goals bigger than your fears. Now visualize, Asians are amazing at this. Just spending a couple of minutes a day, it hasn't got to be hours, just a few moments where you allow your mind to visualize your goals and visualize you achieving your goals allows that fear to be less intense because your mind and your body start to believe that that's happening. You're starting to create your own reality and therefore your thoughts start to mirror that. It starts to mirror that you achieving your goals rather than what ifs and buts and maybes that might be surrounding it. It's about taking that time to have that conversation, going back to the excuses and saying, is this really real? Are these fears even real or are they just excuses? And I'm going to make my goals so big that when I achieve it, it's gonna bring so much to my business, to my life, to my career, to my finances, to my self-worth, to my deserving, my confidence. And so all of that is far more important than the what ifs and the buts and the maybes. So spend some time visualizing. 
on your own, just achieving the success, doing the things that you need to do and get comfortable with stepping out of that comfort zone and seeing yourself achieving it, surviving, being safe. And then focus on the outcomes that you want. This links in quite nicely with the visualization, but it takes it one step further. By focusing on the outcomes that you want, you're not focusing on the things you don't want. So you could be actively saying, you know, I want to be promoted. I want to um, create financial breakthroughs. But in the meantime, you're thinking about all the skills that you haven't got yet that are relevant for the job or how you're never going to hit that um, financial breakthrough because you never have before. And so even though you think you're focusing on the outcome you want, the reality is the internal conflict is actually pulling you to the things that you don't. So I want you to spend some time each and every day thinking about the one outcome that you want by the end of the day. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How can you connect to it? What do you need to do in order to make this happen? Just allow yourself a couple of minutes to just get lost in the outcomes that you want because then you're setting an intention and then your mind knows the path in which it needs to go. And so it's actively going to open up opportunities and solutions and ideas and people to come into you, your day, into your life to allow you to, to have that outcome that you want. Equally, it will produce evidence for things that you don't want to. So just be mindful of that. And when you're focused on the outcome that you want, and you feel that you've got it to where you need to be and you're happy with it, I want you to ask yourself, what do I need to focus on today? How do I need to show up to make this happen? And just allow your intuition to come through. We all have gut feels, we all have intuition. It is the best guide possible. And yet we're often surrounded by too much chaos and noise to even hear it. And so giving yourself that opportunity and that space to ask, your intuition to guide you, then it will allow you for, for ideas to come through. And you might get one word, you, you might get an idea that pops into your head, you might get a solution depending on what it is that you're asking for. But really think about what do I need to focus on or how do I need to show up today? What do I need to do to make sure this outcome happens? And it will come through. And if it doesn't come through straight away, just be open for ideas to come through, solutions to come through throughout the day, because it will, but you can't force it. But the more that you do this, the easier it will be for you to start to hear that guidance, your intuition guidance, your gut feel, directing you down the right path and leading you towards more success. So just take the time. These things do not take huge amounts of time. And if you can do this once a month, the steps one and two once a month and really start to understand who you are for that month, what's worked in the previous month, but who you need to be, what have been your limits, understanding them, watching them evolve, watching them release, watching them let go. What does it then bring in? Does it bring in new patterns, new ways of thinking? Really keep on top of your self-awareness because the more you understand yourself, the more successful you will be, 100%. And then after you've done these um, reflections and reviews and really got to understand who you are in that moment, that's when you then start working on the changes that you need to make. So again, ask yourself, what are the excuses that I've been carrying with me for the last month that I need to change? How can I adapt my thoughts to make them more productive, to give me more clarity, more focus, to really be accountable for my own success? 
How can I make my goals bigger? Do I share them with other people? Do I create a vision board? Do I create a goal jar? How can I connect to them in ways that are going to allow me to, to push beyond the fear and the doubt and to really focus on the outcomes that I want? And then asking your intuition to guide you and to, to support you and to, to show you the ways in which you need to be showing up every day or every week. Tap into it. We all forget to ask, but it's there. So just tap into it. It's your intuition. It is the, the best guidance that you can ever have. I've never met anyone say, oh, my gut was wrong, or I knew I shouldn't have, um, I knew I shouldn't have listened to my gut. What I have heard people say is, I wish I'd listened to my gut, or I knew I shouldn't have done that, or I knew I should have done that, but I didn't. So what is your gut feel telling you? What is it guiding you to do in order for you to create the outcomes that you want? So, I hope that you found these steps helpful. For me, it's been a game changer. It's something that I incorporate into my practice on a, a monthly basis, weekly basis. Um, and I love doing it because it's quite exciting seeing how you change, seeing how you evolve, but also it gives you the opportunity to monitor your progress, which in itself is a real massive confidence boost because all too often we're focusing on the next thing that we forget to actually congratulate ourselves on the things that we have done or the shifts that we have made or the breakthroughs that have come through for us. And so this just allows you to keep on top of that and to celebrate and to acknowledge. And that in itself is a massive confidence boost. It boosts your self-worth. It boosts your trust in yourself and in others. It gives you the momentum and motivation to keep going and to push yourself beyond that. But it also allows you to stay on top of fear and ego by having these conversations and recognizing the excuses and taking the control back. Because the minute that we take control back, fear becomes less intense. It's never gonna disappear, we know that. But if we can manage it and control it in a way that is productive for us, that allows us to be accountable for our success and allows us to grow and allows us to expand on our experience, our knowledge and our thought patterns, then it can come along for the ride but it is no longer controlling you. So good luck with it all. I hope you found this useful and I will look forward to seeing you all next week. Lots of love. Bye for now. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.